Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The invitations get printed up and it turns out there's an error on the invitations. And what was the error? The error was that instead of 2020, the date on the invitations was 2029. And I have an example of that invitation. Who made the mistake of 2029? So my sister had sent me an example of a invitation, like how she wanted it. It was for design purposes. And she made the mistake of the 2029. Okay. So when I sent And then you didn't catch it? You didn't see that it said 2029? This is the plaintiff, Camilla Shorts McGowan. She says she hired the defendant as a party planner for a baby shower she was throwing. And the woman accused her of being rude and then traumatized her because she pulled out a gun and pointed it at her. She's suing this crazy woman for the $5,000 she now says she's owed. This is the defendant, Roche. She says the plaintiff showed up at her house with three guys, and you bet she pulled out her licensed firearm and told them to get off her property. Bottom line, she's not returning any money because she doesn't work for free for anyone. She's accused of losing her cool. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $500 for harassment. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants Did have been. Did someone say I guess or yes? Did so... Everybody said yes, right? That they swear to yes. tell the truth. Oh. Yes. Okay. Or... okay. I'm okay. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Douglas. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. All right, uh, Ms. Shorts McGowan, what happened here? So I wanted to um, throw a baby shower for my sister. She's having her second child. And I thought it would be nice to do her baby shower because we're not from Colorado. So um, with her first child, she didn't get a baby shower. So I went online to Facebook. Um, there's this group called Denver Black Owned Directory where you can go and like find a party planner, anything you need, you can find it there. So that's where I found the defendant. This was on September 23rd. And um, she told me that she makes cakes. So I was like, yeah, you know, I need a baby shower cake. And then I told her it was for a baby shower. And she told me that she actually does set up and planning for a baby shower. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she told me that she was going to inbox me with like pictures and things like that, which she did. Um, I was satisfied with what the pictures looked like. So we set up an arrangement to have her paid. And um, I gave her all the details um, and a description of how I wanted the baby shower. And everything seemed like, it was fine then, like we were in agreement. Um, so we decided to move forward. Then on 
September 28th, I sent her a cash app for $545. That was the amount that she told me that she was charging for the baby shower, which was to include the setup, the planning, the decorations. So is that the, the is that the total price? That was everything? You paid it all up front? That was everything, yes, correct. Why wouldn't you just pay a deposit rather than pay the whole thing up front? Well, that was my fault because um, I guess I wasn't thinking at the time. Like, I was just so happy to find somebody that I was like, yeah, you know, that's a burden off my shoulders. Don't have to worry about it. Um, and everything sounded good. Usually I do pay a deposit, but I guess I wasn't thinking in this situation. Right. It's always, you should always pay a deposit because otherwise there's no hammer over the person's head to make sure they complete things. You should never pay more than what you have to, and you certainly shouldn't pay all up front from the very beginning. But anyway, so that's what you do. You pay her the 500 and then you two negotiate for invitations for an additional $45, correct? Correct. And then you send her the copy for the invitations. The invitations get printed up, and it turns out there's an error on the invitations. And what was the error? The error was that instead of 2020, the date on the invitations was 2029, and I have an example of that invitation. But that was not the only discrepancy on the invitation. Um, the defendant and I had a conversation over the phone about the invitations. And the way she described it to me was like, yeah, I make these. I go and, you know, I use invitation paper. Like, all these different things were disclosed to me. Um, yes, that's a copy of the baby shower. But when I actually got the baby shower, which it looks better through that camera than it does in person, because that's my iPhone camera. But the picture... Okay, but who made the mistake of 2029? So my sister had sent me an example of uh, invitation, like how she wanted it. It was for design purposes. And she made the mistake of the 2029. Okay. So when I sent... And then you didn't catch it? You didn't see that it said 2029? No, I didn't catch it until I had already... Enveloped everything up and then sent it to her. She said that she loved it. I have a question. Back. Don't you do you ever send like a sample back to her to say, hey, this is how it's gonna look? Is this okay? And then she approves a sample or no? So to my understanding, which I have sent screenshots, I had she had sent two different examples of what she wanted or samples, and then I had specifically asked her, Hey, do you want the first one? So she had agreed to the first one. So I printed the first one off because that's what she agreed with. So then when they had the, the, actually when the invitation paper had came up, I had told her on the phone before when she had paid the $45 that I get them printed at FedEx and I use the invitation paper. I'd never said I make the invitation paper. I told her specifically, Hey, it's a dollar 78 at FedEx. And that's where I print the paper. And then she was unsatisfied because she said it looked like picture paper, which I got it glossy because of the theme is more like a gold, you know, gold and silver looks kind of good when it's glossy instead of like a dry, plain piece of paper. So I did get it glossy. So made her think that it was photo paper. I, I explained that to her and I told her that she can come to FedEx with me to see the price and to see that I got the the most expensive, actually, invitation paper that you can get and also the gloss. So I did not catch it until she had said, hey, um, it says 2029. So I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't catch it. It's whatever. Um, so tell your sister if she corrects it or whatever, then I'll just print them again. Then the second time that the invitations come out, I think the name Michael is misspelled, right? Yes, yeah, so the second I time E A, I yeah. believe, and it's A E. So that which I which yeah. I agree to, that was my that was on my end, that was my mistake. Okay.
This is an example of what I always say to my, what was this, the saying my grandmother used to say? Vítame despacio que estoy deprisa. Dress me slowly because I'm in a hurry. In other words, you're going to end up spending a, a hell of a lot more time because nobody's calming down, taking a look, and making sure it goes out right. So now they're printed twice and they have to be printed a third time. But then things start to get a little unpleasant between you two. But what happens? Once you see that, do you decide, you know what, I don't trust you, I don't want you to redo them? Yes, that's what I decided. So I told her, like, you, you know, this is the second time you've gotten the invitations wrong. So I can do them myself if you just send back the money for the invitations. So she agreed. Well, She's in like, fairness, the first the time, when you say I copy it and paste, if you give somebody the wrong information, it's a little on you, too. Yeah, they should have caught it, but it's a little on you. And then the second one was totally on her. And then go on. Um, so, but you say to her, I want my 45 bucks back. And what does she say? She agreed to it. She told me that she was at an event and that once she wrapped up with the event, she'll go ahead and send the money back so I can have the invitations made. And you have to think about this. Like at this time, when the second mistake happened, we're less than a week away from the baby shower. So no invitations have went out. Nobody's notified that we are even having this baby shower. So at the time, I'm like, okay, we're in a time crunch here. So... That yeah, but how did that happen? Did. Because the invitations should be printed significantly before you want to mail them in case something goes wrong. So, so I, when I contacted her, it was 923. I hired her for the invitations, the baby shower. I paid her all on 928. I didn't get the first yeah, set of invitations. Problem. That's until. a problem. All right. So anyway, okay, can we, can we move on to the next topic, which is you decide you want the $45 back, and then what happens? What does she say? Yes, I'll return your $45? Yeah, she told me that she was going to send it back that same day right after she finished with her event that she was doing. So I waited, didn't get it. The next day, I didn't want to like text her early morning because I'm like, you know, it's early. Maybe she's going to do it sometime later in the day. So I'm waiting. I'm kind of getting frustrated because I'm like, you know, the we're really close to the baby shower. Like I would hand deliver these invitations to everybody because I can't mail them anymore. But like I need to get these this done. So, um, well, what was the, yeah, but hold on, hold on. She hasn't returned your $45, but nothing's, if you've decided you're going to do the invitations yourself, you should have gone somewhere and gotten the invitations already once you made that decision. Um, then you're just waiting right. for the $45, but you know, it's time to go ahead and get the invitations elsewhere, but go ahead. So what happens later that day? So I contacted her and I asked her like, are you still sending the money back for the invitations? No response. Um, I wait about two hours. I text her again. I'm like, look, this is really becoming unprofessional. You know, I don't have the invitations. You don't respond to text messages. You're not good at answering your phone. And I'm just giving her basically a description of why I feel like she's unprofessional. It was very, I don't think it was rude. Um, so she texts back immediately because she felt, um, I guess she got offended by me calling her unprofessional. So she texts back like a long paragraph and it's like, her being rude, she's explaining somebody came to her house to fight her the day before and they slashed her tires and she's with the police and, you know, she's getting that done. And, you know, I, I responded back to her and I'm like, you know, that's all well and fine. You know, I understand life's happened. But if you would communicate that with me, then I wouldn't think that you're just trying to, you know, take my money. And then she, it turned into like a back and forth text messages where it resulted in her saying, well, I have the stuff, you can take the stuff and you can do the baby shower yourself. And I, and I, right. I told her, I said, you know, that's completely fine. I don't mind doing the baby shower myself as long as you refund 
whatever you didn't spend for the, you know, on the things. Cause up to this point, you haven't really done anything right. Like, um, so it gets messy after there. Cause she's like, well, at this point, I'm not refunding you anything because I think you're rude. So you can just take me to court. I told her I could call my bank back for the refund, but that's going to take too long. I would prefer that she refunds it. So like I said, it was just like back and forth. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm going over there. So I talked to my cousin, which is here as my witness. And I told him what's going on. I'm like, you know, she's refusing. Wait, wait, to what were you money. going over there for? Well, at first I was going over there because I wanted my money back. I was really upset. But then on the way over there, I talked to my cousin. I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe if I explain to her in person, why, you know, I feel like I deserve my money back. Maybe she'll be more willing to give my money back. Uh, we went to her home. Uh, now we were in the back of her, I, she lives in some kind of apartments or something. So we were in the back of her home. She came out with, I think her children's father. Um, and he was just standing there. I'm trying to explain to her like, hey, you know, this is why I want the money back. So I'm giving her like all the examples. In the middle of that, she just starts being rude, like disrespectful. She's like, well, I don't know. Maybe your sister wanted to have a baby in 2029. I don't know. I don't know you guys like that. And so she was like being really rude, like making smart remarks and things like that. So at that point, I'm like, you know what? I just want my money back. She's like, I'm not giving you anything. And I'm like, I want my money back. So it turned into like an argument. Like now we're loud. Then she pulls out her gun and points it like she cocks it back and threatens no, to blow my face off. And after that, it was just like, then her, her child's father, he tried to grab her, like they're wrestling over the gun. And finally he grabs her, pushes her into the doors and slams it. So now they're back inside. So at that point I'm upset. So I text her, I told her how I felt about her. And that was that. You didn't text me, you called me. Wow, okay. Ms. Roche, what is your version of what happened out there? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. So she asked for the, the day of the event. She did call me twice and I do community events. So I did a community event for Corona for kids who are not allowed to trick or treat. So I told her that I would send it back as soon as and talk to her as soon as I was done. That night, I actually had an altercation that happened to my house when other females have came to my house and slashed my tires and, and did my windows. It was a family matter. And she, when she texted me, I was actually um, on the phone with Aurora, Aurora PD, which I had explained to her. And I sent her pictures. I said, hey, my, my tires are slashed. I'm on the phone with APD. That's why I didn't call you back. Um, as soon as I'm done with them, I'll send it back. 
which I sent it back at 4.13 p.m. Uh, I don't think she received When you say send it back, you're referring to the $45? Yes, so that's what she had asked for. I sent it back at 4.13, which I don't think she got in like a notification on her cash app that I had sent it because she came to my house around like 5.36. She got upset because I told her at this point, because she's being so rude, I don't feel comfortable coming to your house when I'm alone setting up a baby shower if you're being this rude because you're like rowdied up and stuff. So I said, hey, well, do you do would you like to and this was just a suggestion i never told her i was not going to do the baby shower i never told her that oh I, let's you see know exactly that. Oh, hold on hold on hold on no 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 no. i'm gonna read this hold on blah 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 you never answer your phone blah blah and then you say okay, should so i just give you all the items i ordered and the decorations and the treats so you can do it because you are being really rude i paid you back for your invites as many people out here scamming I've called you numerous times with no answer, and you are literally saying, I have bad communication. I have all your stuff you ordered. If you would like to just pick them up and do it yourself, I understand. Some items are coming. How does it get this bad? You basically tell her, I'm not going to work it. You need to listen to me. It is not a suggestion. It's you saying, I'm not going to do it. Come pick up your stuff. And then it's back and forth. And then she's, and then how does it get here? See, you know, the problem is that you're texting each other and you're both irritated. And, and there's no empathy. There's no, if you guys were calling each other and speaking on the phone, you would hear all her problems and she would hear all your problems. And then two people would come to a resolution that is a lot exactly. better than the one you guys were coming to. Both of you are back and forth insulting each other. And then out of the blue, you all of a sudden, you mess them up. I'm about to pull up, sweetheart. Okay, let me see your little cousin that you brought with you. Come on. Hi. That's okay. not Can who you came. raise your right hand? That's not who came. That's that not, is not who, came? who came. All right. That's not who okay. came. Take, that's <laughs> not, yeah. This is exactly who came. You brought a four-year-old man. The you might have been in the Okay, car. take the, take the plug out of your ear. I'm not even going to listen to the testimony. Just put the, just let me just came. talk to Ms. McGowan. Exactly okay, stop. Okay, I don't, I'm, I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. I want to hear from Ms. Schwartz McGowan. <laughs> According to you, Ms. Schwartz McGowan, you show up at her house. There's only one reason to show up at her house, and that's to intimidate her into right. getting a refund. I'm not no, stupid. You're not stupid. She's not stupid. Right. Then you say, I'm about to pull up, sweetheart. Well, I... And then she tells you, can you make it in the next 30 minutes when my children are asleep? What does that mean? You know she's going to want to fight you, and you just don't want to fight while the kids are up? No, my kids were already asleep. I'm just saying I don't want to sit here and do this while my kids are up because I'm not going to be able to talk. We already knew what she came over here for. So my my Which is my, what? So what did she come there for? I knew she came over here to fight. Right. So then you go outside to fight, right? No, and I don't go outside. You bring a gun, bring a gun to, to a fist fight. Well, yeah, because yeah. you brought your gun with you and you brought your man with you and you wanted to make sure the kids were... So basically everybody here is ready for a fight over a baby shower. Do you guys not feel the slightest bit of shame? No. I just, or this is just normal so this, in all your lives? This all right. is my, okay, I'm out in front. I'm calling. And then you come out, Ms. Roche, and, and you have a gun on you, right? Yes, I don't show and her what the gun happened? until she, try, she tried to come, to, like, try to hit me. I don't okay, talk about Okay, so wait, let's talk about that. How many mode? people, according to you, did she bring with her? She brought three other people, two men and one girl in the car. 
And these are these okay. are like the guy had to be maybe 40, ma'am. He was heavy set, he was bald, he had a hoodie on, he was standing right by my dude. She there was a girl in the car and there was a girl there was a guy in his car. So they, he, there was four people total who came to my house. Can I ask you a question, Ms. Roche? Why don't you just say, Don't come to my house, I'm gonna call the police? Why do you come out? You came out to fight too. You you had your gun on you. So then you come out and then no, do you I pull out the gun, yes or no? I put Yes, I do. When she tries to hit me, yes. Okay, how did she try to hit you? We were six feet apart. Like, describe what it looked like. Like this. So she got like like that, right? And you got your man next to you. You got your man next Mm -hmm. to you. And then she comes up like that, like she's going to hit you. And then you pull out a gun? I did. I already had it in my pocket. Okay. And then I looked at the police report. And in the police report, you tell the police you never pulled out the gun. Okay, yes, they asked me what happened in that I pulled out a gun and I told them yes because I have a kids inside. And this is the exact words of the police officer, which I have the case number. He said, okay, it sounds like a mother protecting her cub situation and told me to get a restraining order on Miss Shorts and they left. That's exactly what they told me. I just think that's hilarious because the 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 officer who took the report called me after the report she told the officer that i came to her house with six females and that we all tried i to did not tell her them that. and that and that she it's in the police report okay and that she ran into the house yeah. and that she never i'm gonna read from out. your text i recorded your 30-minute conversation we had on the phone after you left so when you call the police please give them my number did you in fact record a conversation Ms. Roche? I did, but I have an iPhone 11, and it's it's really broke, so you can't hear it, but that okay. was the conversation that she was on the phone with me and, the, and two other gentlemen saying that they were going to kill my kids, shoot me in the face. They contacted my older brother, which is, uh, his name is RJ. They, they were trying to look for him to try to, I guess, fight him. They called him. He called me and said, you know what, this is... This is weird. Her uh, brother actually contacted me. Her brother contacted no, me. No, he did not. I asked have me. What did he contact you for? Her brother contacted you for what? What did he? So he was given my number from a family member that called him, somehow knew him, explained the situation, gave him my number. So later that night after this altercation, her brother called me and he was like, yeah, what happened today? So I told him. From the beginning, what happened up leading to the events today? And I'm like, your sister pulled a gun on me. He's like, how much does she owe you? I told him, he said, I'm going to call her and get your money back. That's the last time I heard from her brother. You're lying. Did you end up checking afterwards and seeing that $45 was, in fact, um, sent to you? Yes. So so later on that night is when... So the- why are you suing for that if you know that you, you got that 45 Why are you suing for it in this lawsuit? Well, because I I had already um, filed the lawsuit um, in court. You didn't file a lawsuit that night. Stop. Listen to me. If you know, you know she sent you back the $45 and you don't file the case in the middle of the night. So why are you suing for the $45? Now let's look at what else you're suing for. The $500 that you want back for the party planning because you sure as heck we're not going to have any more contact with her when she pulls out a gun on you. And then $3,000 for emotional distress and another 1555 for inconvenience. You got to be kidding me. This thing descended like an avalanche because of a complete lack of civility between the both of you. It didn't need to get to the phase that it got to. But let's not forget that the one who went to someone's house in the middle of the night to fight was you, okay? It wasn't the middle. Now, I know that she had stopped. So you are not going to get $5,000, Okay. This descended to a place where it didn't need to descend. You should not be going to someone's house in the middle of the night.
You are asking for trouble when you do that. You should not be pulling out a gun on people over $500. You should not come out to fight someone. It's a, it's a game between the two of you of quien es mas macho. That's all this was, and it was ridiculous. Over a baby shower. You are entitled to the $500 back. The reason that I find that you are legally entitled to the $500 back, Ms. Shorts McGowan, is because before you go over there to fight, there is already a statement by Ms. Roche saying to you, I'm not doing your baby shower. You can come and pick up your stuff. And then you say to her, well, then you got to be giving me some refund because I don't have time to, to do that. Now, I am going to order not $5,000, but $500 because I feel that the defendant is the one who breached the contract by telling you, come pick up your stuff, okay? And Ms. Roche, you've got a counterclaim against uh, Ms. Shorts McGowan for $500 for harassment. And I take it that we have already gone over why you think you're entitled to that. And I think that you were both, frankly, full and willing participants in the idea of having a fight. Of course, you're both trying to play Canis Mas Macho, but you show up at a lady's house in the middle of the night with backup, and you show up with real backup, a gun. You are not entitled to the $500. She is entitled to the $500 for the breach of the contract, telling her that you weren't going to set up for the baby shower. That is my verdict. Good luck. Well, the plaintiff is going to get $500. That's what the judge has decided. The defendant has been in the courtroom, but she just left. So she knows it's a $500 judgment against her. Ms. Shorts McGowan, let me ask you, how do you feel about all of this? The only thing that I do uh, regret is sending her the entire um, amount of money before um, getting the services rendered. I should have sent a deposit instead. So that's really the only thing that I have remorse for in the case is that um, I wasn't thinking at the time. You don't feel bad about it It almost mushrooming into a really brawl between you guys? That doesn't bother you? No, that's the type of person she is. She's a really nasty person, um, and I'm glad they were able to see that today. There was a lot more evidence against her, but she's a really nasty person. Well, you know, you both sounded equally, uh, you know, at fault there. It's a, it's a real amazingly that it got that bad. But anyway, you're going to get $500 back, so congratulations. Thank you. Well, I'm sure the judges have something to say about this, so let's see what it is. Time for another session of After the Verdict. A baby shower can be a stressful event. It takes a lot of planning. You have to think about a lot of variables. You have to think, where am I going to hold the shower? Who will I invite to the shower? What will we serve at the shower? How do I avoid a shootout with my party planner <laughs> right before the shower? Uh, I, this was just really unbelievable that this, <laughs> things developed like this and exploded into this over a $500 bill for, for uh, a they really just went from zero to a hundred yeah. on it yeah. and uh, you know she did try to correct a couple of typos before things went sideways but uh, when they went sideways boy they went hard okay uh, this is from Joe uh, hey Harvey uh, if you get into a car accident with someone and you try to collect and discover their insurance has lapsed, how do you collect restitution? Well, here's the thing. Uh, you don't have to worry about insurance. You can sue them. Um, if you sue them, insurance becomes irrelevant. They might be able to come back to their insurance company and say, I paid, now you pay me, but you can sue them directly. That is your right. That'll do it for this case. Uh, let's go back into the courtroom. Litigants are there. 
These are the plaintiffs, Kathy and Jose Velez Morillo. Kathy says they rented their non-drivable RV to the defendant. And when he moved out, he stole 33 items from them. The defendant needs to be held responsible for stealing and for the colossal mess he left behind. And they're suing for the $1,000 they're owed. This is the defendant, Michael Sassante. He says he did not steal a thing from the RV when he moved out. Please. Why would he steal a towel and a few forks? He owes the plaintiffs nothing, and this lawsuit is insane. He's accused of having sticky fingers. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs say they rented a fully furnished RV to the defendant, and when he moved out, he cleaned them out. But the defendant says, why would he steal a few forks and a few towels from the plaintiffs who are trying to frame him for something he didn't do? It's the case of some sticky fingers. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Marillo, who wants to tell me what happened here? Um, I will. Um, We had originally done Airbnb for about a year and a half, but when the pandemic um, hit, uh, we lost everything, you know, lost all our business. So we decided to try month to month. And that's when Michael and his girlfriend came and uh, we rented our RV to them on a month to month basis. We did a walkthrough with Mike and, and Caitlin when they moved in. Well, come to find out, I guess, Caitlin left after about a week. So she wasn't there anymore. Okay. Anyway, I, and I have a ring video on the outside of the RV for security. And what happened was I was on one, I was looking at the history, and I know Mike leaves for work like really early in the morning and then gets home in the afternoon. But I'm seeing all these notifications during the day, and I'm like, what's going on? So I went and I looked at them. There's some other girl now coming and going. So she had, it's a keyless entry in the RV. And as far as we knew, us and Mike were the only people who had those numbers, but apparently not. So Okay, um, but how long did he live in the RV? Uh, three months. And um, Okay, so who so, ends up uh, dissolving the relationship? Does he decide that he's leaving or do you decide to tell him to leave? No, I told him that I was looking to sell it. But okay. I would let him know and give him plenty of time to find a new and place. Then, I didn't, and I didn't then he give told him a date you, to move out. Okay, so then he told you, well, I guess if you're going to sell it, I'm going to go. Yes. Okay. So according to you, when you go in after he leaves, um, the place is disgusting and Mm -hmm. he has stolen all of the amenities that you had inside the place. What did he steal? Well, um, there was a Keurig coffee pot. Um, there were rugs. Rugs uh, like, uh, area rugs? Yes. Area rugs. Um, walkie talkie a um, step stool, um, every towel. There was not one towel left. Um, The sheets, there were no sheets on the bed. They were gone. Um, A fan I had in the bedroom. Um, 
so many different things. Um, Had, and, uh, uh, you've written all these numbers as replacement costs, but um, you know what you're entitled to in court is not replacement costs. It would be the depreciated value of the item. Do you happen to have receipts right. for any of the items? Probably with all my tax stuff because, uh, you know... I well, do you have them to show to me? Do you this. have them to show to me no. now? All right. Um, Mr. Sassente, according to them, you, you took off with with everything that wasn't nailed down. Yeah, that's that's not that's not true. I might as well walked off with the camper. I mean, that's 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 ridiculous. I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, the sheets and everything with the pillows, she's aware of via text messages. There was a leak underneath the bed. All of that got thrown out. That's garbage. It got soaked. Garbage. It went it went into the waste. Uh, as far as a, a coffee pot and whatnot. I, I got no use for that. And towels? Well, I'm not going to use their towels. Well, you did use their towels while you lived there for three months. You did use their towels, so I don't know what that means. I'm not going to no, use their I towels. My, They're obviously usable. No, I have, I, I, no, I have had my own. They sat, they sat right in the closet where they should be, okay? I, uh, so where did her know, towels go? I have no idea. She's, she's, she's I mean, I didn't, I didn't move. I, I, had a, I had a medical emergency behind the wheel, and I couldn't move. I had friends of mine move. So this is when the day I found all of this out the day we were supposed to do a walkthrough. We had a date of a walkthrough and I couldn't make it there because of this. This I was in a hospital and she's giving me calls and I, I'm trying to figure out, OK, let me speak to my friends and whatnot. And I'll get back. She's calling me, you know, threatening me, leaving me these messages. I'm not dealing with that. So maybe then your friends that you entrusted with the move stole everything. Well, no. And I spoke to them. And, and there was, they went, when they went in to, to do the move, there was no, they said there was no curing in sight. There was none of that. But she's telling me how, she has How well do you Airbnb. trust those that friends? Holds, that, but that, that holds no merit from the day she stopped, you know, renting Airbnb. You know? Why? Why would she change it? If she's rented to you month to month, what would be her incentive to leave you with absolutely nothing to use? On the contrary, well, if you leave, then she might Airbnb it again, and she needs that stuff inside of the camper. She doesn't want to create more work for herself and remove the stuff from the camper. So if the stuff was there for Airbnb, it was probably still there for you. Right, but it, I didn't take it. That's what, that's what I'm trying to tell you. She's, she's watching me on ring go to work and come back. Well, where's the ring of me walking out with the stuff, packing, my, you know, packing up? Where, where, where's that? Okay, there was a ring that she introduced into evidence. And what am I supposed to learn from this video? What he has in his hand is my broom and dustpan. It's not, it's not a big deal or anything, but it just kind of showed he, was, he took this and he put it in his car. Yeah, but you know what? You, you, gotta, you, you gotta remember, you gotta remember times like this. Okay, where's the boomstick? When did you move out? What day did you move out? I was supposed to be out by the 24th, which everything was out by the 24th. Okay, but this is a video of you on August 15th. Like I said, I wasn't there from this. You said you had the 18th. accident on the 12th. You said you had the accident on the 12th. This is you on the 15th. You look pretty healthy. And yeah. that's the broom and the dustpan together. And that's you putting it in your car. You have an affidavit you wanted to show me, Ms. Marillo, which is from the person who you hired to clean the place, correct? Correct. Um, she ended up charging you $140 for cleaning the place. 
because according to her, uh, it was filthy. Let's see her affidavit. And then you submitted the affidavit. And what she says is, when I went to the camper, all of the bedding, towels, bathroom accessories were missing. Almost everything was missing from the kitchen with the exception of a few dishes with rotting food left in the sink. Pots, pans, dishes, cutting board, Keurig coffee maker, fan, accessories were all gone. All the walls had to be washed down and the carpet needed to be cleaned and the bathroom and kitchen scrubbed, which I did and I charged her $140 for. Okay, and then you also introduced into evidence one last thing, which is the background checks that you apparently sought to conducting of Mr. Sassente after you rented to him, not before. What Have you ever been convicted of a crime, Mr. Sassente? Yes. How many and what? Uh, it's just, relevant just whenever one. anybody testifies. Okay, and what yeah, was it for? One. Uh, for theft. What did you steal? Well, no, it was it was a it wasn't even it was just something at Walmart that had came about with somebody that I was with, and but that's all resolved. I mean, it wasn't there was no stealing involved. There was no. I don't know what that means. If someone with you steals somebody who was with you steals something, you don't take the rap for it. So I don't understand. Like you wouldn't be found guilty, you wouldn't plead guilty because there would be no evidence of your guilt. So what was it that made you plead guilty to this petty theft? What was it you were accused of stealing? It was just um, just a return. It was a returning a merchandise. That's what that's what it, that's what it boiled down to. Returning what merchandise? Item. What what merchandise? So some so there was somebody that I was with that returned an item that was picked up off the shelf. So uh, you know, and I took you know, I was just I happened to be there with them. Okay, Mr. Sassenti, you understand that I could take a recess, keep you waiting, and find out what the truth is. Somebody else returning something doesn't get you a petty theft rap. So I'm going to try this for the last time. Just tell me what you were accused of doing. Are you the one who was accused of picking up something off a shelf? Were you accused of doing that and then trying to return it? Well, I mean, I've I've committed it to it. So, I mean, if that's how it looks, I mean, I committed to it. You know, but if you want to do your research... But at first, it was a it was it was a, it was a felony charge, to be honest, and it got reduced. So, you know, I don't know. You tell me how does that how does that work? I mean, but uh, that, that you know, I think I, you I know how it works. Doing all, all right. Research after after I moved. You know, she should have done that before I moved in. Yes, yeah, she should have. People should have. People should do research on you before they let you move in. I find that you have been able to prove that you got cleaned out. Uh, I don't, I, you cannot ask for replacement value. What you get is depreciated value. I am awarding you $500 in depreciated value plus $140 cleaning fee plus the overage on electrical bills that he acknowledges he was supposed to pay for a total judgment in your favor in the amount of $701. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you. So the plaintiff prevails. Uh, Michael, the defendant, I'm, I'm really interested in your, your response. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the judge had a favor, and that's it, you know, that's, like I said, it is what it is. So. Why do you say the judge had a favorite? She didn't have a favorite. She just listened to the testimony. Not a favorite, but she, you know, in, in, you know in, her, in her favor, she, you know, in her favor, she felt that, you know, I cleaned them out and, uh, you know, just go from there. I mean... Really, okay. it is what it is. I understand. Okay. All right, uh, Ms. Morello, what do you think? Well, I, you know, personally, I didn't really think that I would get anything because uh, I found out that Mike had lost his job about a week after uh, he left the place. So 
I, I'm glad that the judge saw through his his lying. Really? I'm happy with the decision. So you're happy. All right. I know you didn't get everything you wanted. But are you selling it now? That's okay. You're not going to keep that vehicle, right? We're, we're moving it to a different park, and we're going to go back to Airbnb. Nobody wants to buy a 11-year-old uh, camper. <laughs> so <laughs> we tried. Well, listen, we good tried. luck to you wherever you go, wherever you end up. Congratulations. Okay. All right, Thanks. let's find out what the judges have to say about this case. It's always helpful to have the uh, the ring doorbell, the, the 21st oh, yeah. century. You always, that. you always <laughs> say that. You always say that. That cracks the case. I mean, what crime can't they solve with those things, <laughs> with a doorbell? Have you ever had a case that had a ring doorbell evidence or a, oh, yeah. a security cam evidence? I had a homicide where right. uh, the guys were picked up on the doorbell camera and on a nearby surveillance camera. And if it weren't for the doorbell camera, they never would have identified the, the car, the getaway car, and uh, a couple of the guys who participated in the murder. Uh, but certainly, that helps when you see somebody stealing something and putting it in their car, getting ready to drive away, yeah. whatever it was. It, it's not What's a big proof? leap. What's that proof? Where's, actually, his response was, where's the broom? Because right, he couldn't right. see the broom right. that was connected. Right. <laughs> Okay, this is from Jerry. Hey, Harvey. In civil court, are judges allowed to slap a contempt of court judgment on a litigant who is blatantly showing disrespect to the judge and the other litigant? The answer is yes. Ju civil judges can hold people in contempt. Um, it, it has to be really extreme, and it also has to be where the person just doesn't take the judge's warning. But yes, civil judges can issue contempt citations.